Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Mark Smith. I am the host of the Inner Fight podcast. And yes, we have been doing this for a very long time. Hopefully, you enjoy the show. If you don't enjoy these long format shows, then you might enjoy Five Minute Mondays, where every Monday in five minutes or less, I find something or someone to talk to and or about to try and learn something about something. That's basically how it works. Five minutes on a Monday and then the longer show here on a Friday. You don't have to listen to it on a Friday, but if you listen to it when it first comes out, that also makes me super happy. I don't know why, but it does. And it probably sets you up for a weekend. That's why I release it on a Thursday afternoon, Friday morning. This week's guest is someone who I met just over a year ago. She actually attended one of our Show No Weakness initiatives. When she arrived at the initiative, she had this amazing sense of calm about her. Everyone else was very anxious, understandably, a little bit nervous, fear in their eyes that they were going to spend 24 hours in the middle of the desert. They didn't really know what they were going to be doing and kind of, yeah, they don't really know much for Show No Weakness, but my guest today arrived and she was completely relaxed. I noticed her straight away. And for the last year, she's become an increasingly amazing part of the Inner Fight community. Her energy, her smile, and her attitude to how she does everything, whether it's having a coffee or whether it's doing a workout, is, to say the least, incredibly inspiring. I'm sure you will enjoy the next hour that Federica sits and chats with us. Welcome to this week's show announcements and I hope you haven't got here too late because December the 9th, Saturday morning is Celebrate Fitness. We are going to be working out as a community together, no matter what part of our community you are a part of, we will be working out, having fun and celebrating fitness, celebrating the end of another year, celebrating the festive season, celebrating everything related to fitness. Join us 8.30 Saturday morning here at Inner Fight. We'd love to see you. And then afterwards at the Owls Club, 12 till 3, for some more celebrations, refreshments, food, and community. It'd be great to see everybody there. Following on from that, there is the Dubai Fitness Championships this weekend. Our coach, Toby Buckland, is part of that. Some of the best CrossFit athletes in the world are here participating in what really has become one of the biggest competitions outside of the CrossFit Games on the annual calendar. As far as two things go, one prize money, not sure what that's at this year, but in previous years, it's been absolutely huge. You'd expect nothing else from Dubai. And secondly, due to that, the names and the talent from the global, I guess you could say, but it is people coming from Australia, people coming from America, the global talent pool of CrossFit athletes comes to Dubai each year for the Dubai Fitness Championships. It's absolutely huge. It's down at the tennis stadium this weekend, I believe Saturday, Sunday night. Have a look, hop over to their Instagram and you can find out all about that. We are here. We are open all over the festive season. There is on some days, like Christmas Day, a slightly reduced calendar, but please do come and work out with us. If you're visiting Dubai over the festive season and you want to come and have a sweat, have a workout or just have a coffee with us. That would be awesome. We are here. Drop us a message, get in touch, have a look on MindBody, any way you like to communicate. There are classes going on and endurance sessions going on all over the festive season. If that's not really what you're about and you just want to come for a coffee and a nice paleo treat, then Smith Street Cafe is also open all throughout the festive season probably won't open on Christmas Day, but that's to be confirmed yet. It'll be open all the other days apart from that. So there might be one day where you have to make your own coffee. We are the only coffee shop in the area and one of the only coffee shops in Dubai that opens at 5.30 in the morning until 1pm during the week. And on weekdays, we're open from 7 to 1 as well. So pass by if you've got a little bit of time this festive season, it would be awesome to have a coffee with you. If you're looking for inspiration for a Christmas gift, then why not give the gift of fitness this year? 
We have all sorts of options available, whether you want to buy someone a beautiful t-shirt like the one I'm wearing right now, or even the cap, or you want to gift someone a few classes here at InnerFight, personal training for a loved one, give us a shout, winning at innerfight.com. There are plenty of gift options available. That's it for this week's announcements. Let's get into the show. This is episode number 862 of the InnerFight podcast. Everybody is different. Federica. Enjoy the show. Federica, I've wanted to speak to you for a long time, actually. Wow. <laughs> if the truth be known. We first met Show No Weakness, mm-hmm. which for the people that listen to the show, they maybe know what it's about. My first question for you, why did you do Show No Weakness? I did show no weakness because I was curious about uh, how I would have reacted to something um, unknown because mm. even there is a, a kind of description to promote <laughs> the event, yeah. I uh, actually didn't know what it was about and um, even if I have been like everyone put under pressure by life, but that specific circumstance was uh yeah was very inviting yeah and uh yeah i joined it uh, without fear but a lot of curiosity and uh, that's interesting yeah why no fear um because i know i knew that uh, it was uh, uh something organized mm. where people would have uh, actually the organizers would have uh, taken have care <laughs> of uh, of uh, ourselves in a certain extent mm. so um yeah and uh, the other reason um was because i was with the team mm. so the fact that i was sharing the same experience with other people was giving me enough strength and courage to to be in that uh, 24 hours of my <laughs> mental toughness <laughs> yeah that's what it struck me because <clears throat> a lot of people come to show no weakness and you can feel you can feel fear you can feel nerves you can but you kind of just arrived and it's just like it was almost like you were going to the beach yeah you had this like <laughs> You're excited, but you were you were super relaxed. I was relaxed, yeah. And I, I saw it from the start. Whereas where where does that come from? A lot of work. <laughs> does it? Yeah, it does it. Uh, um I define myself um an eternal optimist. And uh, I've been always like this uh, since I was uh, a kid. I was always, ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And some people were telling me, why do you always say beautiful to everything you see and experience? Um, but this does not mean that I'm um, always like yeah. this. Yeah. Um, because, of course, it's uh, is very normal to experience and feel the fear. Actually, we should. Yeah. And uh, I do, but I decide always to give this, uh, this answer to circumstances. That is, uh, I can do it better than the circumstance itself. So it's been since childhood. Since childhood, yeah. Do you, do you, do you believe that you get those behaviors from people around you, with your parents like that, with teachers like that? Where does it come from? Um, for sure, there is uh, an element of uh, inheritance. Uh, so we all know that from the womb, we get and inherit uh, uh, like attitudes, feelings. Mm. Uh, but then, of course, uh, it comes from uh, your environment where you are growing, where you are studying the experiences that you are exposed to, the parents, the, um, the talks that you listen to, the examples, uh, and as well what you decide to keep from all of this because whatever is hitting us, is uh, you can either delete or you can either decide to keep, to transform, and eventually to master into something even more interesting. And uh, 
Yeah, so my family is a very positive family. Mm. Uh, my grandparents were very positive uh, people. And um, yeah, so... Uh, Did they play a big role in your upbringing, your grandparents? Absolutely, yes. My grandmother especially, I was calling her every day. So yeah, and even if she was old, she could uh, absolutely keep my pace in terms of speed, <laughs> in terms of topics that I was talking to her. I was talking to her about whatever, even if uh, probably she had no clue. Mm. But uh, yeah, she was very important. Yeah. You said something there that's quite interesting. And, and I want to jump straight into it. You mm -hmm. said we can choose to take things in or we can choose to delete things. Mm -hmm. Immediately I'm thinking about subconscious and conscious mindset. Mm -hmm. And some people you very much know and maybe we'll try and uncover why you know and why you have this self-awareness self that you have. But a lot of people are unable to delete things. A lot of people take things in without knowing they're taking things in and things start to impact them that they can't almost consciously put their finger on mm -hmm. why. You know, they might be feeling down, but they, they just... what. When did you first become aware? Like, because you, you seem to know so confidently, that's for me, that's not for me, I'm this one. You know what? Do, yeah. do you have sort of early memories? Okay, we know early you were very positive and you have a mindset, I can do things. Mm -hmm. But this awareness that I can sense, and I've seen a lot of, like, I think it's conscious and subconscious mindset, must have. Where did it come from? Or where, where did it start? Where, well, um, if I have to say consciously, it started um, um, probably 10 years ago. Mm. Um, unconsciously, I don't know. But 10 years ago, what I did was uh, joining uh, a coaching session. And uh, I started uh, realizing between uh, this difference that you have just mentioned between mm. uh, be conscious and being unconscious about things. Um, since then, um, as soon as I, I took in the, the know-how, sorry, the knowledge, mm. um, I started uh, practicing what uh, my coach at that time had um, just uh, explained to me. Um, I believe that this kind of confidence comes from exercise, uh, comes from introspective analysis, uh, which is something that people do not do uh, generally. It costs uh, a lot of time, a lot of effort, um, sometimes pain, because... Um, yeah, because you have to think to uncomfortable thoughts, uh, what you generally try to put on the side. And, um, yeah, and um, keep observing yourself. So once you, you exercise your confidence, you exercise your uh, willpower. I mm. want to do this and not that. You really become stronger and calmer because you are aligned with what you want and what you need mm. versus what you don't want and you don't need that many people do anyways. What led you to that coach 10 years ago then? Um, it led... Uh, uh, my, let's say, I would say yes, insatisfaction that I had that time. Uh, a little bit about uh, uh, my life. I was a little bit bored uh, and uh, a lot about my job. Even if I was, uh, I was very uh, good in mm. what I was doing. I was uh, um, a marketing manager, senior marketing manager in my past life. Uh, <laughs> We're going to go to your past life, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and uh, so uh, I decided to just do a little bit of uh, uh, 
um, coaching as uh, I truly believe in coaching and uh, it helped me a lot. Actually, it was uh, one specific day, if I can mm, share it, please. that uh, I woke up and uh, uh, I was living at that time in the uh, city center of Milano. I was three tram stop from Piazza Duomo, which right. is three tram stops is, uh, I don't know, less than 10 minutes walk. Yeah. And uh, I was waiting for the tram and uh, I had just uh, a third eye looking at me and uh, I saw myself doing this uh, back and forth. So my house, office, and back, and back, and back. And I said, mm, but you have traveled till now so much you have been so dynamic and just because you have uh, an amazing and prestigious job do you want to do this and uh, slightly dying wow. <laughs> die sorry yeah. and uh, and so at that point i said uh, um, i don't want to transform myself in something that is not my own nature. Mm. So I decided to enroll to this uh, coaching session, which was uh, with uh, a lady that I still sometimes uh, uh, talk to, and oh. uh, it was very nice. So that was almost, I guess, a pivotal point of your life. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot changed. Yeah. You said something really interesting there, that people don't do it because... It costs time. You have to work a lot on, on self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And you also said it's painful. What do you mean by it was painful? Well, for instance, taking this as an example, mm. um, this decision of change, that moment, uh, of course, when, when you want to change something, you have to let go of something else. You have mm. to change something in the process. Otherwise, if you keep staying on the same track, the result will be still the same. And... Uh, it's not always, e always easy to let go of uh, an habit or of uh, a piece of that process because it's what feels comfortable on your skin. It's what, what you do without any effort. Um, so realizing that certain things should be ejected by your daily routine might be painful, but there is always an analysis to do, pros and cons. What comes first? I truly believe that, you know, in the oxygen mask <laughs> metaphor, you have to breathe first mm. if you want to actually be um, nice, strong enough, uh, helpful for the others around you. And, uh, uh, and it's not about being uh, uh, egoistic, e selfish, e yeah, how yeah, do you selfish. say? Selfish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just being, uh, um, let's say, performing at your peak yeah. to be... It's such an interesting concept, isn't it? Because I think a lot of, a lot of people that go to coaches in, in this scenario mm -hmm. probably think that that coach has put their oxygen mask on themselves first and have their shit figured out but in reality a lot of the time they actually don't it's it, it's it's a huge mess i want to ask when you reached out to a coach mm -hmm. you said it was a female coach who you're still in touch with when you came to show no weakness you had this relaxation when you went to your first coaching session how did you feel uh i felt anxious i cried a lot which is uh you know, tears of joy, I always... Really? Uh, absolutely. They are tears of awareness uh, and they are tears of something that is uh, actually showing you that it's time to grow, time to progress. Yeah. Um, I had uh, no clue about the power of visualization, which I did before uh, reaching sh um, Shona Weakness. Wow. I was putting myself in the middle of the des desert, imagining people around me that I didn't know, and uh, just, uh, let's say, anticipating calmness in myself. Wow. Um, it's something that I generally do. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, it works. The mind does not know if you are tricking it or not. I can laugh because you are telling me a joke. Mm. I can laugh because I want to laugh. The chemical response from my body will be exactly the same. Mm. Joy. <laughs> you, when you... For some people, and, and I know I'm stuck a little bit on the, on, on the coach, but I think it's important sure. because it's quite a pivotal part mm -hmm. and it seems like it, it was the start of a lot of good things, which, which mm -hmm. I hope to get to. Some people, the first port of call is they reach out to someone. Mm -hmm. Other people, they spend a lot of time working on their own, whether mm -hmm. it's reading books, reflection, many different things. What, what had you done till that point? Was, was reaching out to someone after you'd been on the, on the tram platform with the third eye, was that the first thing? Or had, do you think you'd done things previously that brought you to a point that you were almost ready to be, to be coached and ready to, to talk? Well, actually, um, to be really honest, I see um, whatever came before that moment uh, with, uh, um, as a moment of, uh, as a period, sorry, of uh, reactiveness and a little bit of uh, foggy. Really? Yeah. Um, I was reading, but reading itself uh, is informative, mm. but uh, in, is instructive, but uh, it's not transformative. Yeah. Um, because to transform yourself, you have to move things inside yourself that on your own, uh, it's not always possible to reach because you are part of the problem. You need guidance. You need someone that is, uh, as a coach from outside, able to read in uh, a certain way, which is uh, emotionally detached, mm. what is happening and can actually pinch you in a way that you can actually see that problem, not a problem anymore, mm. hence doing a transformation. I always, uh, I always tell to people I work with that a book lands on inside or on yourself, but you are exactly the same person uh, that you were at the beginning of the book, a mm. month or two weeks before. Mm. Um, so the content will be understood, but it won't be necessarily uh, digested and uh, giving you different energies. Mm. Uh, while if you do work with someone, you change and that uh, content can be boosted by your next bold move, by your next action, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, it's, quite, it's, it's a super interesting point because, and we spoke about it before we started recording and you kindly brought me a book which I'm very excited to, to read. A lot of people will say, what book or what now, what podcast can I listen to mm. that's going to fix this problem or... But it's not like that. How can 300 pages or an hour of you and I having a great discussion, it might start to spark some things, but those things will, for some people, will need continuous development. And sometimes that is through, through a third party, through a coach or, or, or through, a, through a mentor. Do you, think, <clears throat> do you think some people can do it on their own? Do you think people can go on this journey on their own of, of essentially what we're talking about is this increased awareness, self-discovery, or do we always need what you said? You said it really nicely that you, you need someone to just to keep you in check really and just to ask those questions. I truly believe that uh, also the most resourceful person uh, needs to be guided yeah. always. Of course, um, you... The, a very resourceful person can continue in parallel to develop himself herself. Mm. But um, 
you you are from the sport industry mm. and uh, also an athlete for the olympics has a coach uh, and the reason is we are always um not 100% able to assess ourselves mm. because we are again part of the problem we are ourselves looking at ourselves so yes we we can be absolutely uh, very near to be you know mm. ourselves coaches but we need always someone else looking at and helping us for progress what's your thoughts on there's a lot of i think there's an increased thankfully talking about so we've, 15 years ago if you were going to a life coach or mm -hmm. a executive coach people i think were skeptical mm -hmm. like what uh, what really we've passed that now and and those types of coaches are accepted in the last four or five years and maybe it's a result from covid who knows who cares we've seen people more open to seeing therapists mm -hmm. What's the difference? What's the, you know, because I, I still think there's a certain amount of dogma around, okay, I have a coach. Like you said, I'm an athlete. I have a coach. Okay, I'm, I'm a businessman. I have a therapist. It's like, you have a therapist. Yeah, I have a, like a shrink. Do you know what I mean? Where, yeah. where, did the, where are the lines? Are they blurred? Are they clear? How does it sit? So for me, they are very clear. Mm. Um because uh, a therapist works with patients and a coach works with people that want to, from point A, reach point B and uh, have not necessarily a problem. They just need uh, a kick or a little bit more uh, clarity. Or, uh, so the reason people still go to therapists is cultural is because uh, even if this uh, um, obstacle, uh, as you mentioned, has been overcame, overcome, mm, overcome, yeah. overcome, thank you, um, but it's still a new professional role mm. and uh, they always tend to think that there is something that does not work in their brain and uh, they go to a therapist but at the end... Uh, they do not necessarily work from point A to point B because the therapist has not that uh, role, mm. has to dig into a problem, mm. right? And uh, I don't know if I, I express myself clearly. Yeah. Uh, patient versus client. Uh, understand what's the problem versus yeah. uh, let's reach a goal together in a, a very but practical isn't, way. Isn't if you go to, a, I'm going to challenge it now, isn't if mm -hmm. you go to a therapist, you still want to go from A to B. And, and you know, sometimes I say it, we're all just trying to be a little bit less fucked, you know, or a, a, we're all a bit fucked up and we're just trying to be a little bit less fucked up. So that, could, that can actually be the goal, whether it's, you know, I'm a little bit shit at running and I want to be, and I know it's quite, it sounds like a negative mindset, but it's, sorry, but it's a mindset that a lot of people are in. I just want to be a little bit better than last in the class that, at running. Mm -hmm. When I go to a therapist, I just want to not, not have quite so much anxiety maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, so, so it's kind of, it, it's interesting because I see, I personally see them, quite similar in the fact that they're doing what you said before in that they're there to guide you to ask you questions to you can read all the books and I agree 100% with you you know and, and and I think I always say this if I have a business problem there's one guy I call if I have a training problem yeah. there's one if I have an emotional problem and I kind of had these people you know, a, a handful of people that you trust implicitly. And they're all coaches to me. There's no formal relationship, but they're all coaches and, and mentors that each... And most of the time, I've come to where... And I'm presenting the idea. So I'd turn around to you and I'd say, listen, 
maybe it's an emotional thing. I've been dealing with this. Mm -hmm. This is where I've got to. What do you think? And you go, yeah, that's that's cool. Have you thought of this? No. Okay, cool. And you just is is what I say to people. That's what we do for people. We're just holding up a mirror. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Have, have you thought of this? But it's an interesting situation because, like I said, when I when we look at the the timeline of of coaching and therapy, coaches and therapists have been around for a long time. If in 2005 to 2010, you say, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a life coach. Yeah. You know, now, like, <laughs> it's like, what do you do? Well, I, I, I sort of help people's lives. Oh, you're a life coach. It's like, yeah. you know, we embarrass them. And, and then it's like, oh, I've got an appointment today. What appointment do you have? A therapist. Okay, be proud. So yeah, you've got to see. exactly. It's, it's been a weird, it's a weird time. Yeah. Because we're just, we're just people helping people exactly it's again it's cultural there is always this uh, um, tendency of showing uh, no weakness Sh showing weakness or showing no, no weakness, weakness. Right. yeah <laughs> um, yeah because we are in a society based on uh, judgment mm. uh, good not good and uh, the mental the motivational, whatever, um, is the, the things you want to discuss either with a therapist or with a coach is uh, not by all, but uh, a little bit it is perceived as, uh, are you okay? Yeah. And uh, this is so wrong because as mm. we take care of our biceps and triceps and, uh, yeah, yeah, um, we we should take care of our little bit of anxiety. Yeah. You said that's cultural. Mm -hmm. What culture is it? And I'm going to challenge you again here because I, I disagree. I think it's humans and judgment and ego, which you've spoken about a lot. I think it's across all cultures. I think if you go in any culture, I don't know many cultures that it's normal, <coughs> like you said, you, we're, we're okay to say we want to develop our biceps, but we're not okay to say, I suffer from anxiety. I need to somehow work on it. Uh, you don't agree. I agree with you. Um, I think that uh, it's true. It's cross, mm. let's say, target uh, all over the world. But there are, for instance, I'm Italian and uh, I'm from the south of Italy mm. and already in my nation about the same topics there are two ideas mm. where in Milano is very common to say, I go to the psychologist. Really? Yeah, it's common. In the south... Uh, go to church <laughs> or uh, um, are you okay don't say this it's better if you don't say this and I can tell it because I, I lived 20 years in Milano so I can really yeah so it's true that it's everywhere but the intensity it's it. different yeah yeah so yeah. what do you think then like I think we'd both like to live I mean, we create our perfect world, right? I think we'd both like yeah. to live in a world where it wasn't, it was normal to mm -hmm. speak about feelings and, and emotions and, mm -hmm. and things like that. How do we help each other when it comes to that? And what can we do as, 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 as humans to stop the cultural things that we have or the human things that we have where it's like you, what uh, away you know what can we do so i would answer saying and then i'll explain myself of course that uh, our reality is not our totality so to help someone we should uh, absolutely be convinced that what we know is not everything and we should drop off the lenses that uh, are personal ones. And we should then listen uh, without judging. Mm. 
So um, understanding that everything is relative first and then listening and uh, trying to be as much as objective as possible uh, without getting emotionally involved because we will go to the, back to the start and uh, give eventually a solution, uh, propose a solution because uh, um, whoever is asking for help, generally when he's asking for help, is open to, let's say, intake the solution. Um, but it might be that easy, necessarily, because people are, again, scared to change, scared to, um, to follow exactly what you are envisioning for them as a solution. Uh, but then, with the patient and kindness uh, and repetition, uh, you can absolutely um, channel the right action for the you person. Said, you said the word judgment a few times now. Yeah. Why do you think we judge people? Um, we do all judge naturally because... Since we are kids, our parents are saying, good boy, good girl, what have you done? So this is a scale, a measuring, a measuring scale. Um, then this is why we judge, but then we judge because we tend to, um, to think that we are right at what we think and see is right falsely right but it's not true because this is my point of view this is in uh, you know we forget that when we live and whichever is the talk the relation the exchange we are within a negotiation process and uh, the negotiation not about the price but about the ideas um, needs the parts to be involved in a very respectful way because you want to win and I want to win as well. So the midfield, the midground is where we should try to aim both. It's interesting. I, I agree. Like we're, we're often very sort of blinkered, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We're like, we judge people because we believe in a certain way and when that person doesn't fit into that way... We believe it's wrong, so then we make a judgment, and judgment comes in a number of different ways. Judgment comes in the way that we look at people, the body language that we give to people, or the words that we share with people, which sometimes are all three of them can be can be crippling. Mm -hmm. But it's because we believe that the way that we know is the only way. Yeah, and exactly. I, I think that's what this place has the potential, as in Dubai, has the potential to help people get better at that, but it also pushes people more on on the other side, right? Yeah, it's you interesting because yeah. it's so multicultural. Yeah, yeah. It's you can either mix or decide to polarize even more. Yeah. Yeah. And it, ta it takes quite an open mindset because there's so many cultures and because there's so many different people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just look in the gym, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know off my head how many nationalities we have, but we have a lot, yeah. you know, and everyone is brought up in a different way and everyone believes in different things. Mm -hmm. And you, I actually see it quite a lot that when people maybe first arrive, you see their eyes doing certain things and then later their eyes are not doing those things yeah. anymore. That's why I say we judge people by the way that we look at them, the body language we give them and, and the words that, Absolutely. that we share. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think the key the key takeaway from that is really to be just what you said, to sort of stay open that it's not the only way. It's not the only way. And of course another a major role is played by your own ego. Yeah. Because you're not winning necessarily. Yes. And we should try to be aware when our ego is uh, stepping in. Because mm. uh, it can ruin and, uh, it, can ruin and uh, it can miss many opportunities. While mm. a little bit of less ego is way more constructive. 
and can boost a lot more the, I don't know, um, a group session mm. or a one-to-one talk or, yeah. We might come back to ego because otherwise if we start it now, we could use <laughs> the, rest of the, the rest of the time. <laughs> but what I want to jump back to, so we finished or we started this 10 years ago We've mm-hmm. identified that we need a coach. Mm-hmm. You're working in, in super successfully in the corporate world. You spent 20 years in, yeah. in, in, in marketing. Mm-hmm. Tell us the impact and maybe how things unraveled from having that moment of clarity. Because I think there's quite a lot of people, you explained it beautifully that there was a third eye. And this is something I'm going to remember, the, the tram going from yeah. here to here to here and coming back. How many, how many tram stations? Three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Totally, you've, you've got me. I can see your hand behind in this yeah, third yeah, eye. So then you go to the coach. Continue the story for us. I go to. I went to the coach, and uh, I realized that I I would have been way more powerful and successful in my own terms um, if I would have. Uh, gone back to who I was before accepting that job role. Wow. Um, again, I, I, gradu- I studied economics at university. I graduated with honors, <laughs> basically for my parents, because I did it uh, quietly unaware. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then after three weeks, I started, uh, I was in a kind of momentum. I started just working in this uh, in this uh, company mm. and uh, if i have to say it was not chosen mm. it was very i would say italian what i did because i had uh, wow this is a job mm. so i said okay i'm graduated i've done what i had to do let's take it and uh, yeah so as I mentioned before, I was successful. I traveled the world. Mm. Uh, I managed beautiful projects with amazing people. But there was, there was something missing. I was always uh, somehow interested in my mind. Uh, I was always uh, sport and a sport addict, uh, if I can mm. label myself like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always, uh, you know... Um, in that kind of direction, I was very um, creative. And in a bank, I was in the headquarter of a bank. You don't need to express that creativity, even if I'm not a banker technically. Um, So yeah, so I decided let's try to go somewhere else. And uh, somewhere else doing I don't know what. Uh, So there was part of uh, my transition. Mm. figuring out what I could have done that uh, would have enhanced my uh, main interests Mm. and would have allowed me to express myself fully. And uh, yeah, so basically uh, it was a decision Mm. that uh, behind which there was a certain percentage of risk that I decided to take. Because the more you study the enemy, the more the risk collapses. <laughs> like <laughs> so, it. Uh, the more you, yeah, you look into the eyes of what is scaring, like a move, like living my corporate job, mm. the more you understand that uh, it's not that risky because you yeah. can equip yourself with something else. Yeah. You still, and you mentioned this before, that it's good to feel, mm-hmm. it's good to be in touch. So when you were making changes, mm-hmm. your emotions and your feelings must have been off the chart one day, through the floor the next day. How do you, how do you manage that? Because you're in touch with your feelings and it seems like that's not super new. It seems like you've always had that and I think we found that from from childhood as well and and you know so how do you in these tough situations I swim (laughs) in the bad and in the good I just welcome 
my lows. Yeah. Um, I truly believe that this is very healthy. It is uh, not normal and either realistic to be always at the peak of your Easy. performance. Mm. And uh, it's always from the low that you actually realize how to stretch, how to adjust, how to grow, how what to change. Mm. Um, and there is no pressure. Mm. Um, what does it mean? That I do not force myself to uh, to change my state if I feel mm, I feel sad or I feel weak I feel <coughs> to cry I just wait till it passes it goes away one thing I'm active in the process mm. uh, I'm not just uh, sad and be on the on the bed looking at the ceiling <laughs> no I do things and uh, I do um, feel what is going on, which is being active mm. in the pain. I think you've hit a point that a lot of people maybe can't understand or wouldn't understand. So I want to spend a little bit of time sure. there. You're at the bottom. Mm. The market's crashed. Mm. The athletes broken their leg, mm -hmm. you know. And, and when we when we talk about what you've just mentioned, it, it's literally like that. Property markets go up, property markets come down. Mm -hmm. Athletes perform highly, and in the next minute they break a leg mm -hmm. and they're in the hospital. Everything is quite cyclical mm -hmm. when we look at it. Ec economies are cyclical. Everything is cyclical, so it's not a surprise that our emotions are cyclical. But every time that we're at the bottom. A lot of the narrative in motivational books, in, in inspiration that people are listening to, we're going to get you out of this hole. But you've just said something that I absolutely love, that you're happy. Not, I don't think you're giving yourself a high five, but you're okay. <laughs> yeah. The market's at a low. It's going to come back. We've seen the trends. The athletes are at a low. How do you sit in that low period? Being fully aware that I'm still myself mm. with my own skills and with my toolbox. So it's not because I'm injured that I'm not a champion anymore. Mm. I can still be a champ by showing that uh, through patient, through rehab, mm. I will go back even stronger. But no one is stealing from me my true nature and what I learned after so many years of, of sport, of uh, practice and training. Um, it is uh, uh, very common to feel down if you, um, I don't know, you can't find a job or you, uh, you will find it as soon as uh, you will be ready to find another job. And you have just to see that something is coming mm. without dropping that image. Because as soon as you drop that image, you give the chance to the uncertainty, to the fear to win. Because you are focusing on that area, mm. that possibilities. So you are giving all your... Uh, energy and look to uncertainty and uh, fear while you will find a job you will win again the race you will uh, you will do what you want to achieve and uh, i've always another let's say a uh, very important um little compass in my life that uh, as soon as you do Everything you can, you are satisfied by definition. Mm. Regardless uh, the results. The other day you shared uh, um, in a story that sometimes is about numbers, but actually is about joy more. Mm. 
I don't yeah, remember if yeah. you remember your yeah, own story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it is. I mean, um, uh, when I do train here, there are so many champions around me, but uh, I'm satisfied uh, of what I do, even if it's uh, Federica's weight, Federica's uh, personal best, uh, because I could not in that specific moment give more than that. Mm. So it's always 100% that I'm that I'm giving. Yeah. It's very I think it, it you've made it sound very simple <laughs> <laughs> which is which is such a beautiful part of your personality because you make these things sound simple. But it's very true. If you're not feeling great, if you do have an injury, if you're if you're out of a job, what you said is so true. If you keep planning, visualization, all of the small things that I don't think there's much, and, and maybe you have a thought on this. We keep learning, but a lot of the books are saying the same things just with a different narrative. Which is amazing. And this is why um, I read a lot Yes. I read generally, I didn't mention it before when we were talking about the books, but I always read uh, uh, two books a month. One is on personal development mm. and the other one is on financial development. So, wow. um, of course, when you read about uh, either or the topics, uh, the things are always the same. Yeah. But because each author is actually addressing the same topic from a different angle, a different perspective, it sounds a different concept because it's analyzing parts, strengths of that concept that the other author did not um, uh, analyze. Actually, it's funny because sometimes I'm trying to guess who's copying who. <laughs> <laughs> so but, yeah, but, so uh, but I, I read anyways because... Uh, um it's this is the strength so um reading from different perspective about the same thing and then repetition so it's through repetition that you really fix things in uh, yeah in your mind mm. and if you can repeat them it's even better cuz you give like a soul and action to um, the concept that our uh, otherwise sorry otherwise it stay like a concept something abstract we don't need abstract things in life life is very practical when we find a musician or a rock band mm. or a band <laughs> that we enjoy we normally buy the well in the old days, we buy the cassette. Yeah. Now we download it <laughs> to Spotify. And Spotify is interesting because it, it tells you how much you're listening to a song. When we're talking about progressing as humans mm -hmm. through education and books, how many times do you think people find a book that resonates and they read it and read it and maybe read it three or four times? I would say very rare it's very yeah. rare um to decide to read a book again it's um i'm simplifying now mm. it's either because you like the way you felt while reading that book and you want to actually anchored uh, anchor yourself to that feeling again Let's say I don't read romances. I don't like, but let's say it's a romance. You yeah. you read it, yeah. and uh, you want to reread it, uh, or because um, you want to go through something particularly cons uh, complex, mm. and uh, so actually in that case you are studying a book. Uh, but in these two cases, people were very aware of what the book was communicating to them mm. while generally people read on the beach, under the umbrella, uh, the side of the pool. Mm. And uh, yeah, they talk to the phone, they read two lines, a paragraph then. So 
I don't know how much connection there is between uh, the reader and the book, Um, which is a pity because someone made uh, such an effort to write uh, 200 pages and, uh, you know, do the launch of the book. (laughs) And then there is so much distraction on uh, on the other side. And um, then there is also the fact that I don't know how many people select the book with intent an intent behind it. Mm. Um, it's interesting. I, I I think about it a lot, and I, I've personally been on a on a really interesting, I guess, journey for a number of years <laughs> a, about reading. Um, I'm very similar to you, and you know, I don't find reading overly relaxing. Mm. I don't like reading nonsense. Like I don't like made up stories even if it's a beautiful love story like you know holly can read them and she gets a lot of joy from it and a lot of people can and i think i think that's amazing i i don't what i did a number of years ago i i have two audible subscriptions so that gives me two books a month Mm -hmm. and i literally just went volume and so in one year i read like 60 books wow and Honestly, I, I say it and I'm not proud of it at all, but I'm, I'm open about it. I, I just went for a volume because I thought reading volume of books was going to help me. But actually now, a lot of the times when I want a book, I go back to my website, I look at the books that I've read, and I pick one of those books and I read it again. And some books, like one of the books that I showed you earlier, I think I've read it four times. Wow. Because I think... It's, it's interesting what you said. We, you know, and, uh, if you ask me now, like last night I was super tired. What did I read last night? I read for 10 minutes. But in this moment right now, I don't know. So that could be the absolute gold of that book. Yeah. <laughs> and th- it links in, we spoke a little bit about distraction and patience mm-hmm. and, and all these things. It really links in, in in an interesting way of how we're we want to develop, but the tools that we have, whether it's sitting having this conversation, and I will remember the three stops and the platform. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you've said the word repetition, I think, four times yeah. as well. It's super interesting, I think, to help ourselves and to develop, no matter what it is. I'm I'm laboring a bit on the books, but the repetition. And really having focus without distraction, that's what helps us to progress as humans. Absolutely. Repetition is uh, a very um, precious, probably boring Mm. concept, Uh, but it's very important. Why is it boring? Um, Not to me, but uh, uh, many people want always to experience something new it's like they burn things um and uh um, repetition has uh, it's like when you chew you know mm. if you chew you can uh, actually first of all digest better but you give the time to the brain to understand when uh, it's time to stop eating. Otherwise, you will eat past the point of fullness. So it's uh, how a, a way to stretch the time mm. and uh, digest what you are learning. So repetition is fixing. If you want to build muscle, you have to do repetition. If you want to get better, you need to repeat that thing, neuroplasticity, till the point that you don't even think anymore. But we're going the other direction. Which one? Unconscious. (laughs) Yeah, but we're going the other direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People come to the gym and after one week, oh, we did this last week, I'm bored. As a society, as a, as a race, we're going, I, I'm with you. And I can, I've been running 400 meters intervals mm-hmm. since I was nine years old. And I'm still, I'm turning 45 and I'm still excited. If it was every week, 
when I have a block every single week of 400s, I get excited. And I've been running them since, since school. So I, 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 I get distracted in other ways. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but as humans, we want new all of the time. Yeah. The thing is that uh, you get excited every time still because you approach every time as the time. So as the moment in which you are measuring yourself with those sets, uh, which are surely not uh, exactly the same of when you were nine years old of last year. They're slower, mate, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, yeah. for whichever reason they are slower, you are, and this is what I'm bringing in as a concept, yeah. in that moment, moment to learn what that moment potentially can teach you mm. and potentially practically practically can teach you if you are part of that moment fully and uh yeah so this is why it's not boring mm. um it's just a way of approaching the repetition but uh yeah focus in the moment mm -hmm. awareness in the moment visualization of the moment absolutely it's tough I, i think and i think it links back to what we spoke about and what you said very early it These concepts that we're speaking about, they're very hard. Mm -hmm. They take a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel that... How can I put this? You have a lot of self-awareness. Mm. <laughs> you do these things that we're speaking about. Do you ever stop and think, am I overcomplicating things here? Why am I not like all of the others? No? No, I don't. Because I can really... I can really feel and see the difference of being blind versus uh, facing things straight in their eyes. Mm. Um, and I believe that being unaware is uh, a loss overall. Uh, you're not in a learning state. Yeah. You walk down the street unaware that things are happening around you and there might be an opportunity behind your back. Mm. Um, I'm not overcomplicating. Actually, is uh, when you are active in a specific circumstance that you have uh, clear, sorry, that you have clarity mm. about uh, all the elements involved in that circumstance. So it's not a complication, but it's clarity. And clarity is, by definition, um, a perspective that simplifies things, that gives you the power to decide what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I think about it. Because I think that for a lot of people, you know, a lot of people will disagree with a lot of what we've said. Yeah. And that's good. I think that that's mm -hmm. healthy. Guys, if you're listening and you agree with everything, then we've, got, <laughs> we've definitely got a problem. You know, and people, like I gave the example, Holly will read mm -hmm. a love story or make her sound quite soppy. I don't think it's always a love story, but, you know, she'll read all these different, mm -hmm. different stories and that's what she does and that's what makes her happy. And I think you and I would do stuff differently. We spoke about it, you know, you... You, you'll make notes on a book, you know, and sometimes I'll break out of a book and just write for, you know, and sometimes I'll publish it, sometimes I won't. But if you understand the process that you use as an individual, that's kind of where we, mm -hmm. we want to get to. And then that, that process isn't, you said it, it's not hard, you no. know. I don't find it hard to wake up and go running or to go to the gym. You don't find it hard to... To, to, to read a book and make notes on it. You find that super enjoyable. Yeah. But you've spent a lot of time to reach that point and a lot of hard work to reach that point. So that point to a lot of people might seem hard, but you've already done yes. the hard. Correct. And uh, I would say that whoever enjoys something or someone is because has... Uh, linked 
to that particular action, experience, person, um, enjoyment. Yeah. So whenever there is a, a good reason behind what you do, who you are with, um, you do things effortlessly. So uh, this is the secret to understand at first uh, what uh, brings you joy and fulfillment because that makes a difference of uh, acting just to act Mm. and acting with a purpose. So waking up at 4 a.m. is uh, for many, what? But why don't you sleep? Because they don't find a why behind uh, going and run, going outside and at the circuit. Mm. But for many, there is. It brings, uh, yeah, sweat, uh, um, pain, whatever, but a lot of fulfillment Mm. that only that person can understand. And it's fine. It's fine that there is this division among people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're not all the same. We are not all the same. And as I always say... It's very beautiful to share the, this, the energy among people that uh, understand mm. what you're talking about. Mm. When I work, I work with people that understand what I'm talking about. I don't hunt for them <laughs> because it will be a, an imposition. While if you are chosen as uh, an experience, as uh, a person, as a professional, whatever, there is already this magic exchange of energies, synergies, that makes the game so easy and um, way more effective, certainly with the achievement of something. Yeah. Incredible. (laughs) We can talk all day. Yeah. (laughs) We genuinely could... uh, (laughs) I didn't get half of the way through your story, or so I have to have you back. But yeah. that was, um, we talked for, for an hour already, and mm. it feels like nothing. It's, it's incredible. I really appreciate Thank you. your energy, your viewpoints. It's good we don't see everything exactly the same, and I think that plays into the fact that we all are quite different. But yeah. I appreciate your, as I say, your energy. You're from the moment you arrived in Show No Weakness. I'm like, who is this person? She's so relaxed. She has everything. You know, there's something. And it's taken. But I got lost. Sorry. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you didn't care. You yeah. Just, you were okay with it. You True. know, and it's taken me a, a, a year basically to, to sit down. But mm-hmm. Federica, I, I appreciate you and thank you so much for all of your Thank insights. you, Marcus. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. Thanks.